This is Craig and Rainbow Radio. I a little bit of a, a slow start getting on the microphone this morning. I apologize for that, but I hope you enjoyed the music. Uh, that was Venice Beach. Uh, it's a, a 
It's one of those un, well unknown songs that I love, and it's uh, I it's um, you can't only find it here on KXFM one hundred four point seven and Rainbow Radio. It is a beautiful morning here in Laguna Beach. It's uh, the as let's get to the weather right away. Seventy five degrees is going to be the high today. How about that? It is definitely beach weather here in Laguna Beach. How appropriate! Yes, <laughs> we're happy. Um, and it is a beach day because it's a beach day. Laguna Beach Pride is going to have a beach bonfire, uh, s'mores at Aliso Beach. I'll tell you about that in just a minute. But let's get to the weather. Mostly sunny, high near 75 degrees. Uh, uh, winds five to ten to five to ten miles an hour. Forty-five uh, percent humidity. How about that? That's perfect. I mean, it's not too not too much humidity and not um, too little. It's perfect. And then it's, uh, but coming this week, it's going to cool down a little bit. The high is going to be in the 60s, uh, mid 60s uh, to upper 60s for the next week, partly cloudy throughout the week. Um, no rain, uh, just partly cloudy and cooler. So, but uh, Sunday tomorrow is, um, is a uh, full moon and so today is not a full moon it's as close as you can get to it but the moon rises this evening at 6 24 p.m which is a nice segue to uh the beach bonfire which is um at aliso beach um, once about every two months laguna beach pride puts together a get together at uh the beach and we usually do aliso beach and it's free and people just show up with their dogs and their friends and their kids and everyone. And it's uh, just show up five to 10. So it's about five hours long. People come early, leave early, come early, leave late, come late, leave late, whatever. Stay for a little while, stay for a long while. Uh, watch the sunset, watch the moon rise. And it's just a very casual, comfortable um, say hello to your friends, bring your friends, <laughs> meet up with your friends kind of a deal. It's a lot of fun, very casual. Uh, the best thing I can recommend is bring a beach chair because after a couple hours of standing around by the fire, you may want to sit down. Um, there will be uh, provided uh, some music, a little bit. Uh, we, we bring a little music to play and some snack food uh, is usually available, but uh, if you want something to roast on the fire, uh, bring that. But we do uh, provide, Laguna Beach Pride does provide s'mores, which uh, if you're familiar, are marshmallows and graham cracker and chocolate. So you roast your marshmallows, you put them on a graham cracker with chocolate and you munch it down and it's just delicious. So um, those will be on hand, plenty of those. And uh, like I said, usually some snacks show up which are on hand, but if you want, uh, if you want to bring your dinner, uh, by all means, <laughs> go to Pollo Loco or, or whatever else, or stop by the supermarket or Gelson's and get yourself a, what, whatever sounds good and, um, maybe share a little bit, whatever. And there's some tables there. And, and usually we have, uh, the accruedments like some napkins and forks and spoons and stuff like that to help out. It's a fun, eat, casual evening on a Saturday night, and it wraps up fairly early. So if you did want to go out and um, enjoy the rest of the evening, you certainly have a chance. Now, where is it? It's at Aliso Beach. 
So that's the main beach. And there is parking on both sides of PCH and a tunnel under PCH so you don't get caught in traffic on PCH, which can be kind of scary. Um, alcohol is not allowed, so be aware of that. Parking is enforced, so be aware of that. Um, so if there's no parking at the main part of the beach, there's plenty of parking across PCH, and it's an easy walk under the under the uh, the roadway there. Um, uh, where is it? Well, look for the rainbow flags. That's the best I can say. <clears throat> well, we are usually, if, but depending on what's available when we get there, we're usually at the south end of the beach, which is, um, if you're familiar with the beach, it's past the uh, the uh, concession stand there. Uh, on the south end, and there's a big fire ring. There's a couple of fire rings there, but there's uh, we'll select one and put the <clears throat> put the rainbow flag up, a big rainbow flag that sits high, and uh, you, there's no um, mistaking <laughs> which one it is. <clears throat> so that that's this evening. Starts at five o'clock and goes uh, continues on till ten. And my my. Best advice is to bring a chair because after a while you want to sit or <laughs> sit down, maybe put your feet up on the firing and stay warm. Although it's going to be a warm evening. So, and again, <coughs> excuse me, it's uh, everyone is welcome. It's uh, kind of a family deal um, and uh, dogs and pets and grab your, grab whomever you can and bring them along uh, to this fun event which happens about once every two months and and it's time again and last time we did it uh the turnout was really nice and probably throughout the evening there was upwards of uh 50 60 people through the evening a lot of new faces i hadn't seen and it was nice to meet a lot of new people and uh socially it was very rewarding <laughs> And so if you're so inclined, that's the dealio. Anyway, um, uh, that's the news on the, the uh, social scene. Laguna Beach Pride is planning their Pride in August, and we are planning a little event in June, which is Pride Month. And that's just a few days away. What well, Today's the 14th, and I suppose everyone survived Friday the 13th. That was yesterday. I know I survived. I didn't, uh, I had no catastrophes. I stayed home most of the day, worked. Um, I do work at home. So that was, that was good. Oh, and um, we are working on a project we put before the city, or actually before the parks department this week. And that is to get a rainbow lifeguard tower at West Street Beach. And we have, seem to have a lot of support for that. So I'll keep you posted on that. But we've um, put together a, uh, a plan. And uh, the plan is moving along. We've, uh, as soon as we can identify the cost on the plan, which is being put together, an estimate for the cost, then we need to seek approval because we need to know what, what we need to do. And essentially, if you're if you're not if you are familiar or you are not, what has happened in Venice Beach, Long Beach, and what other beach? Venice Beach. Oh, and and L.A. up in L.A. Uh, they've uh, 
they've taken a couple lifeguard towers and they've color them with rainbow, rainbow colored rainbows on uh, the colors of diversity, diversity and inclusion and all the good things that go with a rainbow, which is what rainbow radio is about. It's diversity and inclusion. And uh, in this, in this world today, when so much uh, is not about inclusion and, and sometimes not about um, I guess good things uh, that it's nice to send a message and about inclusion and uh, the acceptance of differences that uh, a rainbow flags is a rainbow colors is to, to send that message. Essentially the, the rainbow colors, the colors mean diversity. The colors mean all the colors of the rainbow mean that all the colors of the culture, all the colors of different kinds of people together and um it's a unifying message so that's what the rainbow is uh is intended to to mean the message so uh, the towers that they've done uh the lifeguard towers on the beach uh, like in venice beach and in long beach well laguna beach um being the fair city would like to do a similar thing uh, and West street beach seems the perfect location for it. So the uh, Guna beach pride and the heritage committee, which is about um, sharing the heritage of the gay LGBTQ culture in Laguna beach. That's been here for so many years and a big part of the community. I like to feel um, is um, spearheading an effort to see if we can't uh, get a, uh, a ta lifeguard tower with some rainbow colors on it and maybe a plaque that um, <clears throat> identifies some of the people that have been a big part of uh, the community in Laguna Beach, including the first gay mayor uh, years ago and the first um, openly gay person to run for president of the United States, which was from Laguna Beach. So there is a rich history of diversity from Laguna Beach on a national level. Um, and uh, we feel it's important that that's um, shared with everyone. Um, and so this is a, a step in that direction. So that's the news. That's the local news, some of the local news uh, that I thought was important to share with everyone. So I have. So we're going to take a short music break, and we will be back with this week in history, uh, starting with May 14th. Getting awfully close to Pride Month, which is June, and it's coming up. There's a lot going on in June, including Laguna Beach Pride. We're going to have a, we're going to have an event, not the big one. The big one's in August uh, for Pride, but we're going to have an event on the 18th, which is under development. And I can't give you too many details at this point because they're not quite settled. But it it will be fun. I'll guarantee that for you. And. With that, it's a beautiful day. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's gonna be bright.
Yes, indeed, here in Laguna Beach. It's going to be a bright and sunshiny day. It already is, and we're grateful for that. On, a, on this week in history, LGBTQ history, May 14th, that's today. If you're keeping track, we're going way back to 1800s. <laughs> 1897 in Germany. Mangus, that's an interesting name, Mangus Hirschfeld founds the Scientific Humanitarian Committee to organize for homosexual rights and the repeal of uh, paragraph 175. Boy, was he ahead of his time in, in 1897. I probably do a whole show on the repeal of paragraph 175. I hope he was successful. I don't know, but uh, Scientific Humanitarian Committee. Imagine that, using science... <laughs> as a platform, uh, you know, to uh, ch make change. That's very interesting. <laughs> in 1969, Canada decriminalizes homosexual acts between consenting adults and the passage of Criminal Law Amendment Act in uh, of 18, excuse me, we're, we're back, we're into the 1900s now, 1968 and 1969. In 1974, the first federal gay civil rights bill extending anti-discrimination protection to gay men and lesbians under the 1964 Civil Rights Act is introduced in Congress. Among the bill's initial sponsors are New York Congressman Bella Abzug. I always want to say Azbug, but it's Abzug and Congressional Congressman Edward Koch. Now that's an that is an, a very prestigious group of people there. <laughs> and that's 1974. Um, I'm going to digress a little. I did watch a uh, very interesting movie just out, I think. Well, it's on, it's on YouTube. I think it was just released like two days ago. And it's, um, it's Patient Zero. It, it discusses the young Canadian chap that uh, they considered uh, patient zero is an airline employee stewardess steward, I guess, flight attendant, um, from Canada. And, uh, he was identified with HIV early on. And when they're trying to determine what caused the spread of it, he got labeled, uh, um, the number one spreader, which was really, really unfair. Um, what really, and, and it's, a, it's a great, it's a great, uh, what, I think it's an hour long, but the guests that they have on an interview regarding this whole research that was done, including some people from the CDC, and it's very, very well done. And the guests that they have on there are very um, uh, key to uh, what, happened in those eras when HIV was first being uh, sorted out and, and uh, the processes that went through and how scary of a time it was. Um, but it really, to, the, to this young man, it was that he was trying to help and he was doing what he could to, uh, to supply information to these researchers and in turn, his whole family suffered, and, and certainly he died, but his whole family suffered for it, and was uh, um, there was a lot of misinformation that went out 
uh, about him and about the situation, which sadly was very sensationalized. But the end result was that it brought a lot of attention to what was going on and, and it, it sped things along in a, in a good way, although not in the best way, but in a good way that it did get it sorted out much faster than perhaps what would have done. And it got, uh, it got the Reagan administration, it got some politics involved in a way that would not have happened and in a way that got it uh, the attention that it needed. But it's a very interesting uh, watch and I recommend it. So it, it's about, uh, I wish I remember the name of it, but it's just out and it's about zero, um, patient zero. I believe is the title, Patient Zero, and you can you can find it on YouTube. It's a good watch. Uh, I, I recommend it. It's not, uh, it's moving, but I wouldn't say that it's sad or depressing, but it is emotionally moving, and uh, I, I'm glad I watched it. I thought it was uh, very informative and uh, kind of set the record straight in a really positive way, so I, I suggest you may want to watch that. But moving along, so I digress there. <laughs> so moving along on May 14th, uh, on to 1976, in, uh, the Montreal police began a systematic series of raids aimed at harassing and closing down local gay bars and bathhouses. The raids are part of an attempt to clean up the city before the operation, the opening of the 19th of the Summer Olympics in August, Club Bass decided to permanently close its Montreal facility as the result of the raids. That's just lovely. That was that was May 14th. Now moving along to May 15th in LGBTQ history in 1981, in the midst of the Lesbian Gay Awareness Week at the University of Florida, a fraternity circulated a petition asserting Homosexuals need bullets, not acceptance. Ooh, that's a lovely petition from a fraternity. Draws the signatures of almost 50 people. We don't have anything else to do, says one of the petition's organizers. We're just out there having a good time. I don't believe in queers. That's a lovely sentiment. Mm -hmm. 1981, so that's what you do when you're bored. Uh, my goodness. In 1988, having tied up, tortured, and robbed one gay man the night before, two Hartford, Connecticut teenagers, Sean Burke and Marcos Perez, go out drinking and looking for someone else gay to beat up. They find their victim when they meet up at uh, meet 33-year-old Richard Rahe. At a downtown gay bar, after talking to Rahi for a few minutes, they all agree that go back to his apartment where the two teenagers knock Rahi in the head. I don't know if I want to read this. With a fireplace log, bind him and duct tape, and then despite his begging and pleading, bludgeon him to death with blows to the head and the chest. Despite attempts by the defense to portray the two teenagers' assailants, as star athletes and all-American boys who deserve leniency and compassion, the judge sentenced them to 40 and 35 years in prison, respectively, for the killing. Good. In 2008, the California Supreme Court rules that same-sex couples have constitutional right to marry. By November 3rd, 2008, more than 18,000 same-sex couples have married. 
On November 4th, California voters approve a ban on same-sex marriage called Prop 8. Oh, don't we know all about that? But then, you know, something a little bit later happened with Prop 8. It was declared unconstitutional, even though it got voted in, even though a lot of hateful... Oh, let's not go there. It's a beautiful day here in Laguna Beach, California, on May 16th. Uh, I wish I wish this history was a little more uh, fun. <laughs> May 16th in LGBTQ history. In 1981, more than 20 people marching in a gay rights demonstration in Helsinki, Finland. Uh, this isn't good either. Arrested by the police and charged with encouraging lewd behavior. Mm-hmm. In 1986, this I found interesting. Top Gun opens nationwide in the U.S. and is applauded for years as a homoerotic fantasy. Now, I never thought of Top Gun as that. I don't know. I didn't particularly care for it, but I never thought of it in that context. (laughs) Okay, moving right along. On uh, May 17th in 2004, same-sex marriages became legal in Massachusetts. The world does not end. And that's kind of a little tongue-in-cheek thing because there were a lot of people predicting that the world would come to an end if it were legalized because then there would be, you know, sex with animals. There would be depravity on multiple levels. It would The family would fall apart. Uh, you know, there was gloom and doom and the world would end. But it didn't. Shocking. In 2007, Ted Strickland, governor of the U.S. uh, state of uh, Ohio, issues an executive order banning discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity in the public sector. Sexter. That was a Freudian. (laughs) Sector. Ted Strickland. Good on Ohio. Go Ohio. And moving along to May 18th in LGBTQ history, Patrick Dennis. Now, I know who Patrick Dennis is. He's author of Auntie Maine is Born in 1921. If you haven't seen Auntie Maine, everyone should see Auntie Maine. It's a fabulous stage play that was turned into a movie by several people. Lucille Ball did it, but the best was uh, not Lucille Ball, and I can't think of the name of the person that did it. She also did it on the stage, and oh my gosh. There's going to be some haters out there because I can't remember the name of the person that... Anyway, Auntie Mame, watch it. The original. In 1934, artist and and Christopher Isherwood, muse and partner, Don... Pachardi is born. There's a great movie about Christopher Isherwood and the artist, and I highly recommend that. It's a, it's um, what did I got to I got to talk about it. Sorry, folks, I digress. I got to talk about it. They're a, a couple, a gay couple, and they met, and there's a big age difference, and they get together because. There's a very powerful attraction on on multiple levels. Let's just say that. And they um, at some point they fall apart or they drift apart, let's say. And you kind of question for what reason. And 
and the process of the movie, it's which is a documentary. It's their actual life and their actual voices. They're actually talk about their relationship and what's happened. And there's original photographs and art that they've done. And <coughs> excuse me, I don't know what's gotten into my throat, but um, I will continue. And um, they get back together and you realize that the age thing and the other things were less important. What was more important was that they cared about each other. And in some situations, that's, well, in some situations, people fall apart because or pull themselves apart or move apart because they think they should be apart, not because that's what they should do or that's what they really feel. And I, I got out of the movie, what they really felt was that they should be together. And it took them a while to really discover that. And so with that, it was uh, who is to judge what a relationship should really be. And uh, it is a relationship is like the Pope said, who am I to judge? Okay. So that's the lesson there. And it's a really good movie and very loving movie. Um, and it's uh, Christopher Isherwood and his muse and partner, Don. Anyway. So I recommend that as well. In 1981, in Lawrence, Massachusetts, a gay physician and writer publishes the first media mention of AIDS in an article uh, in the New York uh, Native Disease Rumors Largely Unfounded. So a gay physician and writer publishes the first media mention of AIDS in an article in the New York Native disease rumors largely unfounded trying to dispel it i guess in 1981 but they were not he was wrong <laughs> trying to push it away but <clears throat> i probably didn't help in may this is the last we don't have anything for the 20th which would have would be next friday but or next yeah next friday and uh Apparently, there's nothing happened on that day. So May 19th in uh, LGBTQ history, in 1973, an officially sanctioned gay student dance in Princeton University draws 300 participants. Wow. In 73? That must have really set them on their ears. <laughs> um, yeah, the student dance. In 19... 75 gay porn phenomenon Jack Wrangler is born when a sometimes struggling 28-year-old actor Jack Stillman steps on stage between porn films at the Paris Theater in Los Angeles and performs live striptease in Western drag. The son of the established show business family, his father, was one of the producers of Bonanza. Stillman takes the screen name Wrangler for the famous brand of cowboy jeans. So that's how he became Jack Wrangler. He was Jack Stillman. I always figured he took the name, but there you go. It's in the, it's in the news. In 1973, two years into the AIDS epidemic, ABC 2020 does its first story on the crisis. A producer at the network acknowledges that the show's executives refused for more than a year to do a story on the disease, but because their minds, but changed their minds when they suddenly heard reports of infants getting it. Uh, 
1989, this is, I like this next one. First Lady Barbara Bush ignores and reportedly uh, vociferous objections of Chief of Staff John Sununu and prominently displays 10 lit candles in the windows of the White House to show her solidarity with the 7th International AIDS Candlelit Memorial in Washington, D.C. So against the protests of many people, including the chief, chief of staff at the White House, she put candles in the windows. Organizers of the march had asked people in the Capitol to burn candles in their windows to commemorate friends and loved ones they have lost to the disease. So that was um, Barbara Bush in defiance. You know, wouldn't you want to light a candle just to, to acknowledge something as tragic as that? I would think. <laughs> but what do I know? Let's take a little short music break here and come back on the other side with a Maybe a little more uplifting news. If I can find my mouse. My mouse keeps running away from me. Uh, yes, this is KXFM 104.7. A beautiful day here in Laguna Beach. Craig Rainbow Radio. We love you. Song, yeah. 
remember you always have the music in you <laughs> uh, a reminder don't forget to join the morning shows with ed every monday morning at eight i should bring him up he's been here forever and he's a big part of this station and we love him uh he is going to host a forum this week with candidates running for the fifth district of oc supervisor seat that's this monday uh, at 8 a.m so uh, it's worth tuning in and checking in with the Ed Show this Monday morning, 8 a.m. You heard it here first on KXFM 104.7 Craig Rainbow Radio. Um, I do have some news. I, you know, I, every week, um, oh, you're forever changed with whatever you, uh, I guess, learn or, or participate in. Let's just say that. And so every week I read the news. And this week I decided that um, I was going to. I, I read the global news uh, from a, a news source called Alturi, A-L-T-U-R-I. And anyone's welcome to go alturi.org uh, on the internet and, and read it. And this week I thought I'm going to try and uh, just uh, find some good things. <laughs> and lo and behold, there's probably 30 things I looked at and uh, I could only find two <laughs> 
which is a statement to what the news is out there. And only two that I thought were really like good news. Um, you know, uh, so I don't know what to say. I, uh, I wish there were more like really good news. And so the message there is not very good news, I guess, but anyway, here's the good news. <laughs> um, and in the midst of all of this, uh, don't say gay and all these other things that are going on. Uh, the, here is some good news. Gender Queer, which is a book, a publication called Gender Queer, is to stay on the school library shelf. The Hudson Board of Education decides. Okay, where is Hudson? Uh, it's in the United States, in North America, in the United States. And uh, as we go on in Akron, the Akron, Ohio. So it's Hudson uh, Hudson Board, so I suppose it's Hudson Bay, but anyway, it's, it says, after months of discussion and debate, the Hudson City uh, School Board of Education has decided to keep, <laughs> to keep a popular LGBTQ plus book on the library shelves. Congratulations and good for you. The Hudson students and parents, a community uh, and community members attended Monday night's meeting. As interim superintendent Steve Farnsworth, congratulations, Steve, thank you, said he would like uh, gender queer to remain on the shelves at the Hudson High School. Most of the crowd broke out into applause <laughs> and even more applauded as the board agreed. Even stu every student deserves and receives uh, and receives the best we have to offer, and that includes learning resources designed to meet each child's individual needs, Farnsworth said. After meeting with guidance counselors, media professionals, and social workers, Farnsworth said the book, written by Maya Kobaby, is important to students and community members identifying within the LGBTQ community. So, Good news there. <laughs> I don't, I haven't read the book. I don't know. I suppose the message is a positive message uh, about LGBTQ and, uh, and families and uh, explains to young adults uh, what it's all about in a positive light. And the school board felt that it was um, important to keep. So good on them. <laughs> And now we're moving in on to uh, Europe in Greece. Greece bans LGBTQ conversion therapy. This is good news. In Athens, Greece on Wednesday banned conversion therapy for minors, a practice aimed at uh, suppressing a person's sexual orientation or gender identity in which uh, the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and trans community worldwide as well as health experts have condemned as harmful. Under the bill, which Greece's parliament approved, psychologists and other health professionals need a person's explicit consent to perform such treatment and face his fines and a prison term if they violate the law. The government has drafted a national strategy that runs uh, until 2025 on reforms promoting gender equality in Greece, a largely conservative country, 
Canada, New Zealand, and France criminalized conversion therapy earlier this year. There were some false treatments that stated that when a, a minor has chosen a different sexual orientation, his parents could supposedly proceed with treatments for this child to return to normality. Health Minister uh, Thanos Plevis told Parliament this week. So, um, it, uh, I, there, I think the most scary thing was uh, with conversion therapy was that if you were a young adult, say 14 or 15, and you clearly knew and understood that uh, you had a, the proclivity, well, that you were gay, and clearly knew and understood that it was something that um, you were okay with, and you, under, and you understood that it was you know, part of your DNA, and, uh, and you understood that it was not something that was, is, you could, it can be changed. I mean, it's an instinctual inherent part of your being. And uh, then your parents, being your legal guardian, could say, oh, no, no, we're sending you off, and they're going to reprogram you, and uh, you have no choice. You have no choice uh, to uh, say no. And say, no, I'm happy, mom and dad. I like the way I am. And um, I don't want to participate in any mind, deep mind uh, therapy to disrupt, I don't know, disrupt my mentality. <laughs> it, it would be, uh, I mean, it would be just be devastating. Uh, and there are a couple of movies out that show that, that are, they're, what, what do they call them when they're, documentaries but they're movies there's a word for it but anyway uh they're and they're very disturbing to see that so that's my story and i'm sticking to it so again uh laguna beach pride has an event today at five o'clock it starts at uh at aliso creek beach bring your beach chair and uh, wear your flip-flops so you can uh, wiggle your toes in the sand, which you have probably haven't done for a couple months or maybe since last summer. <laughs> uh, be prepared to pay a little parking and be prepared. Maybe you have to park across the street if it's very busy. I, it could be very busy because, it, like I said, the sun, I mean, excuse me, the moon is uh, a full moon tomorrow. And if you saw the moon, caught the moon last night, it's it was uh, very close. It's waxing. It's a waxing gibbons. And then uh, t uh, tomorrow evening, it will be a waning gibbons. But uh, tonight, after midnight, it will be a full moon. So, yeah. Well, actually, they, they say tomorrow, Sunday, is a full moon day. So, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things going on on, on Sunday. But Saturday is today in Laguna Beach, and it is a beautiful day. It's supposed to be 75 degrees today. And the rest of the week, it's supposed to be uh, in the mid-60s. A little cloudy, a little cooler. Um, so bring, your, uh, bring some snack food and bring your beach chair and uh, your friends, your dogs, your neighbors, anyone you can drag to the beach. <laughs> And uh, we'll watch the moon, come, we'll watch the sunset, and we'll watch the moon come up. Actually, the moon's going to come up before the sun sets. So, but, you know, after the sun sets, then we'll see the moon a little bit brighter. 
Yeah, it should be a really nice evening there. I'm going to be there with my beach chair and holding court, as they always like to accuse me of. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not royalty, so I can't really, really hold court. <laughs> Although, like, they, they do accuse me of that. So whatever, whatever. It's fun. Um, it's time to catch up with what's going on. But um, aside from that, Laguna Beach Pride does have an event in uh, Pride Month, which is coming up, which is June. And as as you may or may not know, the city of Laguna Beach has a proclamation on the books that June is uh, Heritage and Culture Month for LGBTQ, uh, as honored by the city of Laguna Beach forever and ever for June. And then uh, we have uh, the next event that we have coming up is our Pride Festival in August, which is three days of Pride. It includes, uh, well, it's a week. Uh, we have a um, drag bingo the on a Sunday brunch drag bingo the weekend preceding uh, the weekend of Pride. Does that sound confusing? Well, maybe. And then uh, the weekend of Pride, which is the 6th, 7th, 6th and 7th, 5th, 6th and 7th. Is that right? I better get my information right here. Pride, uh, the big Pride event is, is uh, which is where we have vendors and everything. Yeah, 5th, 6th and 7th. So Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so Friday we uh, is Xanadu at the at <laughs> the uh, Laguna um, Playhouse, and we're going to partner with them and have a, a fun, welcoming, uh, festive event on Friday. And then Saturday is the festival, which will go from two until ten p.m. at a location still under wraps. And then Sunday, oh, and Saturday we'll also do a hike in the canyon. Could be a hike or it could be a bike. I, we're not sure yet. And then, or both. And then uh, Sunday is out at the fair, which is Orange County Fair, which is, uh, it's kind of like out at Disneyland or out, you know, whatever. It's out, what can I say? And um, and then uh, that concludes the week of Pride. And that's uh, that's what's going on. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. This is Craig at KXFM 104.7 signing off for Rainbow Radio. We're glad you're here and we'll be back next Saturday with some more news and uh, on this day in the week in history. Love you. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon. See you this evening, hopefully. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear.